Moncrief with Energlaze on News Talk. We are joined by uh, Declan Buckley and with our head just out of the cupboard is Barbara Scully, uh, also in the studio. Um, <laughs> we have little chats before we come on here. Yeah. That's, uh, that's all those things of references And to. what went on in the cupboard stays in the cupboard. In the cu- absolutely, yes. It's a a cupboard only scenario. Old Mother Hubbard has nothing in her cupboard. <laughs> So that's not what we were talking about. Oh, no. Right. Okay. Here's your first question. I'm in my 50s and in the process of a house sale and divorce. I'm absolutely withered from it all. It's going on forever. I just like some motivation for me to keep me going. I can no longer go to friends or family as they have heard it all and I can't afford a therapist. Simply someone to tell me it will all work out would be great. Someone to tell me hold tough another while. I'm burnt out. We had an amicable mediation, but yet it goes on and on. I'm starting to avoid people at work as I don't want to be moaning. There's enough of them in the world already. It kind of takes over your life as it is slowly sucking the life out of me. Will it ever end? Thanks for reading my letter. Tears running down my face again. Oh, God. Poor thing. Yeah, yeah. that's Aww. it's tough. Um, the first thing I'd say to this woman is like a fair play to her for putting pen to paper and writing down how she feels and writing it to us. Um, mm. Because... I think very often, and especially in the scenario she describes where she's saying that, you know, she's she's uh, she thinks she's dumped so much stuff on her friends and family that nobody wants to hear it anymore. So yeah, it's all yeah. going around in her head. And I think the process of actually writing stuff down, even if you're not sending it anywhere, is really powerful mm. and a very helpful way of actually dealing with the stuff, as she said, that it, that is driving her crazy and sucking the life out of her. So my first suggestion, and I know she hasn't asked us a specific question. She's looking for reassurance. Um, but my first suggestion to her would be go out at the weekend and buy yourself a really nice notebook and a nice pen if you don't have a nice pen. And, you know, get into the habit of every day or certainly every second day of what's known as journaling, writing down However, what's bothering you, how you feel, not for anybody's eyes ever, yeah. just for yourself. But I have always found that that's a great way of getting the stuff that's going around in your head out of your head. Once you write it down, it seems to quieten some of that noise going on in your head. So that's the first thing. Um, and I mean, she's saying she's she's looking for somebody to tell her that, uh, you know, that it'll all be OK. I mean, yeah, it probably will all be OK. Uh, but, you know, nobody can tell her absolutely 100 percent. Uh, when it's going to end or or, mm. or whatever. I mean, these things, legal things can take um, an awfully long time. But what I will tell her, and which I know to be true, is that she's in her 50s and she's heading towards what potentially could be the best years of her life. You know, once you kind of go beyond menopause and you're into your 60s and you've all the freedoms that come with that, and including she's now going to have, you know, I know she might be happy about her divorce, <coughs> but it's the freedom of the divorce, the freedom to be in charge of her own destiny. So she has that to look forward to. And I think a lot of the time when we get swamped with stuff, we need to make a conscious decision to try and change the way we look at things. So instead of like, and I'm not saying she's looking for pity all the time, but instead of saying, oh, this is sucking the life out of me, when will it ever end? It's going on forever. I feel like awful. I can't talk to my friends because I've spoken enough about it. And is actually switch that around and go, this will be over, hopefully sooner rather than later. And then I need to start thinking about what I'm going to do, how I'm going to be for the next number of years, you know, for the next couple of decades and start dreaming about that. And this is where your notebook will come in again, actually, or you could buy another notebook. Um, I think it's really handy. This woman has very little money at this point. She's blowing it all on notebooks. Well, she might get a two for the price of one uh, or a special (laughs) offer somewhere. But I love the idea, and I do this still, of... 
you know, either writing down things that you see that appeal to you or cutting things out of the newspaper, like for travel. Yeah. And it could be just in Ireland. I'm not saying round the world trips Mm. or anything very expensive. And it could be glamping or it could be some quirky place to stay and making notes of all those things, the things you want to do, because what that'll do is it'll give you hope and optimism for what's coming ahead. Um, so I'd say to her to, to hang on in there. Um, it will end. Mind your mental health, mind your physical health, make sure you get plenty of exercise and start dreaming about this new life that's going to come down the track. Yeah, because yeah, it definitely will come to an yeah. end. Like, yeah, obviously, the, like right now, what, what's happening is because of the lot going on, it's, it's emotionally um, heavy and it is time consuming and overwhelming. And so what, what I'm picking up off this person just overwhelmed. It's like that person who yeah. you, you give them an extra thing to do and then an extra thing to do and an extra thing to do and then all they're, do, they're thinking about then is how much work they have to do instead of actually doing anything. Mm. So yes, I, I totally agree. That's a great idea of finding a way to actually just talk to herself about what yes. it is that's happening and not let the kind of the mad chaos that's in her brain kind of just perpetuate that yeah. you can actually just kind of talk about what is happening, what's going on. While you're talking there, I, w- I was also thinking about it's about perspective. It's about how mm-hmm. she's kind of looking into the past and thinking about what, what has been going on, the end of a relationship, the fact that she's moving out of a house instead of like moving into another place yeah. and, and starting a whole new beginning. And for some mental reason, I started thinking about that song, Total Eclipse of the Heart, where... Go with me, folks. Go with me, folks. That awful song. Yeah, yeah. go with me. I Go with me, because I'm basically saying, like, you're looking backwards, you need to turn around, right? Turn, turn around. around and look to the future and think okay. about, like, and, and let the kind of eclipse pass you by, because an eclipse is only a moment of darkness. Do you like I where I'm going? I hope she's still listening. She, she's switched off <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. That's no, it now. No, she loves that. That's poetry. Okay. Get my poetry in one of your, get a third, get a third no, journal but- and write poetry <laughs> as well. That'll help you with your feelings. Um, no, honestly, though, I do, I do think it is a bit like you, 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 acknowledging where you are is the only way in which you can start being positive. You can't just flip a switch and go, no, I'm going to be Pollyanna about the future. She has to be realistic. Mm. She's going through an emotional thing. It's a lot of feelings and a lot of, it's, it's a lot. But, but by definition, she says it is that it's to an sucking end. the life out of her. She's <laughs> obviously it's so at overwhelming stage. now. Yeah, yeah. But she's yeah. obviously at a stage where she actually now needs to do exactly what you said without the song lyrics. Ask she off. needs she, to. Everything turn can it be around. musical, Barbara. Yeah. <laughs> Where's needs- your sense of fun? A bit of music, a bit of laughter, and a bit of joy. That's yeah. what she wants. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it's funny because my sister in law has gone through this recently um, in England, and uh, I would have always thought she would have found it really hard. But she's now, you know, she had, they had, she had to move out of her home. So they sell up the home and she's now moved into a new, smaller mm. house on her own. And she's loving it. She's sending me photographs of her garden. I love my garden. Like this is because it's all hers. She can make all the decisions and have it yes. exactly the way yeah. she wants it. Yeah. Um, and it's lovely to see. So, you know, there is, I think she has to make a leap of faith in her head that this will work out yeah. all right yeah. and that she will be fine. Uh, because I think, you know, nine times out of 10, you will be fine. And uh, it's just you're at the worst part now. And just hang on in there and uh, st- but start planning and dreaming and thinking and imagining how your future could be, because it's potentially going to be deadly. Yeah. Yeah. In a good way. You mean deadly. In a oh, good I mean, in a good, good way. way. Good yeah, way. Not as like an ag- 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 Christie. <laughs> I wish uh, I could have thought of a song in order <laughs> yeah. to illustrate yeah, yeah, what yeah. you're saying. Um, uh, yeah. Someone says, I could have written this afraid of constantly being a moany person. Uh, Clara yeah. says it will end. It will get better. A divorce is like death. 
but there was no ceremony or body. Sometimes you wish there was. I didn't get divorced. We weren't married, but there was property and division of assets and even worse, friends. It took three years from start to end in several court trips, but it does end. You will get through it. And hopefully over it, yeah. uh, uh, says Claire. Because so. it's kind of like there. grief as well. Though it, it you're is, going through yeah. a process and the yeah. process kind, some of it ends, but some yeah. of it will be part of your new identity yeah. that just doesn't end. You, you know, you can't just wipe the slate clean and forever be but untouched by is, that. You, know, like, you have to convert like, it. And I mean, I think this happens to most of us in one way or another at some stage during your life where you're going along thinking, here's my future. This is where it's going to be. And then suddenly something happens. It could be a health issue. It could be a million things. It could be a divorce. And you suddenly go, oh, no, that's not my future. And you have to reimagine what your new future is. And that can take a leap of faith. But but. But um, I think she can do it. And I think... Uh, well, she doesn't no, have she much choice. She, yeah. Well, no, she, she doesn't don't. have much choice. But yeah, I suppose it's will. one of those... Uh, um, it's one of those things where y- y- you could describe what she's going through as a legal process and a financial process. Yeah. But it's so emotionally it's, fraught yeah. because it's the family home. It's, yeah. it's um, uh, you know, everything lived in that house. Exactly. And then that's being carved up and yeah. sold off. So it's exhausting. Of it course is it would be. No, it is. Absolutely. It must be, yeah. It must yeah. be exhausting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I understand that woman's predicament at the moment. It's really tough. It's a really tough road she's on. Tell her to try and find someone who she can talk to and use a notebook and do a bit of Shirley Valentine. Uh, give out to the wall, uh, especially if you need to curse. <laughs> yeah, because I often wondered, are there support? Uh, and maybe there are support groups of people who are going through this because... Well, I know there's great... Um there's grief, grief bereavement support, support yeah. groups and I don't think that they're necessarily just for people who've suffered a close death mm. I've an idea that some of those can deal with big life issues as well that can cause you as Declan said the same kind of grieving process yeah, yeah. I also yeah. think it's online. really important that people don't assume that the people who care about them aren't interested in hearing oh. what, what's, you know, the bad stuff I mean I know you might feel I was talking about this last Tuesday week and now I'm talking about it again yeah. You know, I think but sometimes it's up to the other person. Yeah, it's well, yeah, because I, I, yeah, I know a fair few people have gone through this or similar yeah. things, and they, a lot of them report this that that you know people who care about them, yeah. but like they want to hear. But you're over it now, yeah. you know. Yeah. I, I, um, and because people aren't very good at solving other no, people's problems, no. and like, <laughs> just, myself included. <laughs> because it's just because <laughs> all you want to hear is listen. Because they can't solve yeah, it. Yeah, I know. Of course yeah, they can't solve it. But uh, sometimes you start to up. You know, you start to actually make yourself worse if it's constantly your only topic of conversation. Yeah. Like, I agree with find a friend who you can offload and talk to. But I think you have to then say, okay, now I've talked enough about it for today. So what else? Uh, Because if you just stay stuck in that, I think that's not always that helpful. Do you know what I mean? It just can make you feel worse. Force yourself out. Yeah. Yeah. And plus, you recognize when your friend's eyes are starting to glaze over and they're starting (laughs) to go, oh my God. You know, we're still talking about this. Uh, the uh, that lady should look up meditations for a future, yeah. a positive future, and new beginnings. It might help her clear her head, keep her focus on the positive. Someone else says, however scary it is to imagine a new future, I'm sure it's less scary than staying in a marriage that's not working. Yes. And, uh, um, uh, well, at least one comfort, it seems to have been, you know, there was mediation and yeah. she says it was amicable. So <laughs> could have been a hell of a it lot could worse. Have been worse. It could have been. hell yeah. of a lot worse. Exactly. Uh, and this is something perhaps you could look forward to. Hi, guys. I can't believe I'm <laughs> writing this. I'm seeing this new guy and he said something to me that is making me rethink all of the times I've had sex in my life. Wow, that's a lot. Uh, just after, <laughs> How do you know? Uh, just, yeah, don't know. I don't know. I'm don't surprising. Know. Uh, just after uh, our, le- our last hookup, 
He told me that I sing like a canary, meaning that I'm very, very loud. I tried to laugh this off as a joke, but he's right. I'm embarrassingly loud when I climax. Yesterday, I heard my neighbour sneeze through my house's adjoining wall, and now I just know that they've heard these SpongeBob SquarePants roleplay with my last partner. We used to do this bit where he was Mr. Krabs in my bikini bottoms. Do I try to keep it down or do I just keep singing? <laughs> oh, my <God. laughs> oh my God. I mean, if anybody out there has done this whole SpongeBob thing, I want to hear about it. No, no, we don't want to hear about it. I do. Keep it to yourself. I might read it out, but I want to hear about it. Yeah, I don't want to hear it. Like, actually, I don't want to be in the yeah, room. I don't, I don't want to recording or anything. Yeah. <laughs> Our listeners, you don't have to so actually. If somebody much. does have a recording, yeah. then yeah, 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 yeah. WhatsApp. Yeah. There you go. Oh my god! Right, Declan, you'd be better at this now than I would. Would because of the the Mr. Krabs in my bikini bottom I have No idea. Or, yeah. I think you're just more generally more like worldly than I am. Is it because I sing like a canary? I have no idea. Yeah. Clearly. Um, mm. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I, I haven't got a song for this one, but. I, <laughs> God, the, yeah, I don't know. This is a fun, kind of a funny one because it's kind of it, it kind of it comes back on itself in, <laughs> in a weird way that you kind of go. Well, I just do mine, Barbara. Yeah. Um, look, so this person is is um, clearly able to enjoy their intimate moments with their with their whoever they're with and they're having a bit of fun and they're enjoying that and that is great and and then what's happening is there's a kind of a breakdown the veil between the private intimacy has been kind of lifted by this partner mentioning the fact that other people might be able to hear and then it's becoming a kind of a you know Reevaluation of whether or not the kind of liberated, fun, silliness that they've been doing in their own private space is somehow now socially inappropriate or whatever. And I think that's kind of sad to have that kind of, to create a kind of a scenario where you're not able to enjoy something that you were clearly enjoying before you're being liberated and free. So I, I think... Th- I have the slight ick over the fact that this is, I mean, I'm not an expert on SpongeBob SquarePants, but that's children's television. That is a good um, point. Well, like, no, actually, it is, but it kind of like a lot of stone students w- watch it. It's it's got a got quite oh, a like the young the adult following. It's yeah, very, it's oh, well, not, very, I don't like, know about Teletubbies, but uh, yeah, they, they, yeah, that, that would give me the ick. That would give me the ick. I'm going to give me the ick anyway. I'm no, but say, I mean, there's like people who do all kinds of sort of things. That, okay, I, I get what you're saying. If the it's if the kind of cultural origin. Children's cartoon. Have you watched it? No, I. But I mean, I think I would have seen bits of SpongeBob. It's very. But it's aimed at kids. I know, but like a lot of material that's made for kids in order to keep the parent who was sit there watching them sane. There's elements. There's nuance. It's like in a Pixar movie. You watch. You know, Toy Story, and there's like elements. There's kind of layers upon layers. Where Double there's entendres and yeah. things. Yeah. If you haven't noticed, then maybe maybe you're only picking up the children's level. Yeah, I'm only at that level. I'm such a flipper. Declan's watching the porn version <laughs> yeah, of yeah, exactly, Toy Story. Yeah, I'm just too yeah. innocent yeah. for my now, own. Now you're, now you're onto a whole different level altogether. <laughs> That's the dark web. Yeah. Um. Look. Lo, yeah. So it, going back to what I was saying, I think if they're if they're having fun and whatever it is and I think there's a level of humour about whatever that is and people do all kinds of weird role playing and stuff you know whatever they're doing I think it's a bit kind of sad if if, if you're suddenly going to let that little voice come into your head and kind of edit 
how comfortable and relaxed that you're doing. And there's no guarantee that this partner, when they said what they said to you... Had a problem with it. Had, we're saying that it's a problem because yeah. to me... I, yeah, like, no, you I know, could it didn't sound that. like it was. Yeah, it, it could like, be like a five-star review. Yeah. You know, exactly. that you're basically imagine, saying yeah, that he'd thank be like, well, look for what your I feedback, yeah. letting me know <laughs> that you're enjoying it. You know, because yeah. if they're uncomfortable, that's their baggage. And she said, I'm embarrassingly loud. But like, who's embarrassed? She's, I think, the only one who's embarrassed. Yes. Yeah. I didn't get the impression he's embarrassed. I'd say the neighbours don't care. And even if they did hear it, like, so what? Like, you're not doing exactly, anything. Exactly. Like, it's like, come they're on. They're presumably not doing as well, although although quite. I think it's very sad because we've had a few letters like this recently about people being embarrassed about yeah. somebody else hearing them having sex. Like, do you know, if you're if you're having consensual sex with your partner in your own home, the hell does it matter whether you're loud or you're quiet or you're whatever? Do you know, I just I just think it's depressing that. Young people today seem to be concerned about that stuff. If they're having a good sex life and they're enjoying themselves and she's obviously able to climax, great. Yeah. Enjoy yeah. it. Make and as you, much you noise as right. you want. There's a lot of ways in which kind of society can kind of police people into yeah. how they think they should That's behave nonsense. and what's appropriate and what's not. I think And as we become so much more liberal in some ways, in other ways we become much more, you know, restra- restrained mm. and restricted on on, on how we feel about, especially about our bodies and about sex and all that kind of stuff. But isn't it also about the autonomy of one's home? Because uh, she said yeah. she heard her neighbour sneeze. So say tomorrow morning, uh, she meets him on the doorstep and says, how's the cold? Uh, he's going to go, how the hell did you know yeah. I have a cold? Yeah. Because I'm listening to you sneezing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you there's don't a, do that. There is that sense of invasion. You know, yeah, and you if don't. like she's like screaming, take me now, SpongeBob. And then, you know, the next morning she meets him again. He's, you know, he's blown his nose and goes, oh, how's it going? Uh, <laughs> I'm running lines for a play I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, I sing like a canary because I'm in an opera. Nobody is going to do that. No, that's We've all heard rows. In, I mean, when See, I compare yeah. it to is rows. We've all heard a row going on next door with the neighbours, most likely. And you're not going to go the next day. Oh, you know, you're going at it. Which also relates to another part. <laughs> Isn't that the other part of is this, in the crux of this issue is a lot of people start creating fantasies. Yes. Not the good kind. No. Fantasies about what they think other people think about them. Don't. And people are too busy thinking about themselves most exactly. of the time. That's yeah. when people are thinking yeah. about themselves. They don't have any space to think about you except if it's just, if, if, if it directly impacts them. Yeah. Like yeah. if, you know, if you woke okay. them up okay. and card. you woke them yeah. up. Okay, all honesty, hands on your heart. You're at home in your home and you hear like, woohoo, going on next door. Are you going to listen for a while? You are, of course you are. No, but you're also going to. Of course you, you are. Would you care though? I mean, like I definitely. I know, have after a while, I'm becoming serious. Yeah. It's like, and it's Give a bit a rest. Yeah, more but, so for them. Ah, ha, ha. Am yeah. I really embarrassed for them? No. And then I actually think, oh God, can they hear me? <laughs> see, aha, uh-huh. see, aha, uh-huh. aha. Uh-huh. Now it's in my house. That's my case. Now you're yeah. in my house. No, but if she's screaming SpongeBob in Bikini Bottom, I mean, you're gonna go, wow, ah, what the hell is that? Well, what are they wearing? I've heard word. I've yeah. heard weird. So neither of you, neither of you, should recommend that she sell her Just home. Nothing. No, no I keep can, going. She can Grace. move in next door to Barbara. At least one member of her household Don't. won't hear a thing. <laughs> <laughs> Back in the car. <laughs> I hope he's in the car. And I hope he's listening. Oh no, he won't be able to hear because he's not yeah. wearing his goddamn uh, hearing aids. M- most people actually seem are saying, you know, she's given a voice. Let her use yeah. it. In yeah. my opinion, loud as hot says it Drew. Is. It's a turn on. It's not to do with you, Drew. What she's doing. We it's don't what, know it's what I want to hear. Also shows the partner is that it's that good. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Because okay. it's, 
You know, it's you're land when you lose all your inhibitions and you're really in the zone. Yeah. So, like, it's great. Good for her if she's loud. Excellent. Exactly. You're and, the, about and it's, the you know, it's the escapism is, you know, you're going yeah. somewhere that's away from the road you live on. Come back to the road where you live on when you leave your house the next morning. But do whatever. Yeah, don't be dear. Don't be getting into yeah. your head with no. that. My boyfriend and I have been together for four years and have been living together for two years. We met in college, really hit it off, but his mam is really becoming a spot of tension for us. She doesn't live in the same town as us, but she always finds time to make, her, to make herself at our home in our apartment. She comes to our place, is really rude to me, and always comments on the things that I buy for myself, like makeup or expensive shampoos. <laughs> I work hard for the money I earn earn but she always assumes that my nice things are bought by her son mm-hmm. because she know he er- she knows he earns more money than me i always correct her that i buy my luxuries by myself but she's still suspicious i've tried to connect with her over the years but i'm really struggling my boyfriend has a great relationship with my parents and i'm jealous that i don't have this type of relationship with his mom she's always around and i get really bad anxiety because she's so judgmental of me my boyfriend and i have talked about marriage in the future and i'm scared that I'm I'll never get along with my potential monster-in-law. <laughs> well, monster-in-law, God Almighty! Listen, you know, you that that you're probably right. You're yeah. probably never yeah. going to get on and have a close relationship with your mother-in-law. And there is no rule that says either you have to or that it's always possible. In actual fact, I would say you're lucky if you manage to have a very good relationship with your in-laws, be it mother-in-law, father-in-law, you know, brother-in-law, whoever it is. I think then you're you're lucky. So it doesn't come with the territory. Just because you're going to marry your man doesn't mean you're necessarily going to find this wonderful relationship with his ma. Particularly as she does seem to be quite commenty and judgy and, and mm. all the rest of it. I don't understand where she says that she's jealous that she doesn't have the relationship with his mother that he has with her mother. I don't understand that. Like, I think you should be just grateful that, number one, you obviously have a very good relationship with your own parents. And number two, that your boyfriend also seems to have a very good relationship with your parents. That's great. Mm. And just because you don't have a relationship or are are not going to have a relationship with his mother is no reflection on you. That's just life. Like, that's just the way it is. Now, the only thing I would say that if the mother-in-law is judgy and making comments that are potentially hurtful or damaging your confidence or giving you anxiety... I would suggest you might um, alert the boyfriend to the fact that he needs to tell her to rein it in a little bit. She doesn't have the right to come over to your house and make you feel uncomfortable about stuff you buy or anything else further down the road if you do end up together. Yeah. And if there's kids and all that kind of stuff. So I think he perhaps needs to lay down markers kind of early on that like, you know, I don't want you criticising uh, Mary because I love Mary and Mary's, you know, great. Mm. Um, but other than that, just accept the fact that you'll be, you, she'll always be in your life as long as you're married to him. Um, and but you mightn't necessarily have a close relationship as long as you can learn to tolerate her and not let her give you anxiety. And you know what? That happens when you start to accept them for the way they are. You start to think, monster in law's coming over. She's going to make remarks. I'm going to let them all just wash over me because she's a rude woman and I don't really care. And then, you know, it won't induce the anxiety. But yeah. I certainly would say that the boyfriend should not be letting her away with stuff she shouldn't be allowed away with. I took a deep breath you know I, I just because I, there's two parts of it one I, I I actually do understand why she feels jealous because what she feels is that her boyfriend has it easier than she does so he yeah, can be okay. with both families and, yeah. and there's no stress yeah. and trauma yeah. And, yeah. and judginess and it's like why can't 
I be accepted into your family the way that you've been accepted okay, into mine yeah, kind of thing. So, it, yeah. so that I get that. Um, I think ultimately the, the, the crux of this whole thing is, is about the fact that she is giving power to this monster law to actually have this effect on her really. Uh. It's like it's that um, you know either you're going to accept the fact that this woman has already made a decision about you. I don't think that's true. I think there's a lot of kind of it's all happening inside your head and not happening inside reality that I know that some people come into the situation and they don't know where the boundaries are and yeah. they can kind of be a bit whatever and they can be a little bit kind of, you know, all that dirtiness yeah. and all that kind of stuff is about sussing people out. Mm. You know. But it's four years though. Yeah, so maybe that's just who this person is. Maybe Margot, your mother-in-law, is Margo. just like that and yeah. you're going to go, I don't relate to Margot. Margot's not like me, but Margot is in my life. So therefore, I have to create a situation where Margot's impact on my life is going to be minimal. minimal. Mm. And Margot yeah. will need to earn more interaction yeah. if that's what Margot wants. Yeah. Because Margot is getting the best of both where she's getting to walk into your home and be yeah. part of it and not give you any respect. Yeah. And that's not cool. That's not, that's not no. outrageous. So you're going to have to come to a situation you're going to go, I'm going to give Margot a little bit of frost. I'm not going to be engaging with her and I'm not going to give a whatever about what she thinks you don't think about my shampoos and my makeup. And what do you think? Do you think the boyfriend has a responsibility as her long-term partner, presumably, to correct... Mammy, Margot, when Margot arrives <laughs> well, attempt over. Attempt to. Margot might yeah. be able to help Yeah, but herself. I think, again, it's not his responsibility. But is it not? Well, see, this is kind of what the problem is. I, oh, sorry, I just hit my mic there. Either you, what you're trying to do is construct happy, connected families or you're managing a network of, of relationships around you. If you want to construct happy families, then what you're doing is that your family and my family have to fit together in a perfect, you know, thing. No, and that's no, just stress. but I just stress. think that he's the one Rather than her, because if Margot is the type of woman that she describes, Margot is probably not going to take it from her if she says, Margot, you're out of line. Like, you know, mm. on I think that that's exactly what is has it not to that, happen. I mean, she but do you said not think that that's the son that should be saying that? Well, that mm. too, yeah. But then, then you're dragging, like, there was going to be resistance there because the son's going to be yeah. saying, oh, I yeah. don't oh, want to she get got into him that. to have a go at his yeah. own mother. Oh, she's you know, shady. And don't, yeah. yeah, and don't you turn my child against me. Kind of be, be, be a big girl, put your big pants on oh, and just go, I'm not going to allow any form of bullying and I'm not going to care about what this person thinks about me because I know the truth of my heart. I know the truth of my relationship. Yeah, no, hold on. I'm not, I'm not 100% on board with this now. Uh, because, <laughs> because, like, I think that if, if she does that and she starts tackling Margot herself not, with not the frost. Not in an aggressive way. No, I, do, no. I know you're saying that with giving her frost just, and not giving, you know, saying you have to earn my respect and yada, yada, yeah. yada. This do you not think if the, boyfriend hasn't, is the, if the boyfriend is kept outside of this process, that he's then eventually maybe going to take Margot's side and go, why are you being so frosty with me, ma? Like, you know what I mean? Me, ma? Oh, no, she has to give him the I think he has to play a part in this as well. Look, I agree with that, but I also think let's just look at the evidence. Up to now, boyfriend has not in any way intervened at all. So either boyfriend is not there when these interactions are happening or boyfriend doesn't, doesn't care. doesn't matter whether he's there or not. He doesn't care. I don't like you telling her she should pull on her big girl pants. I think he should pull on his big boy pants. Well, she has said it to her already. She is, she's, she's made it plain to her that she buys her own stuff when yeah, mammy's there. But she probably my said my that sense was that mammy's sitting there waiting when she, you know, she gets in and, and maybe son-in-law isn't there. 
That's what I'm saying. So it's a one-on-one relationship. And the only time, you know, I've watched enough romantic comedies to know that you learned anything from Jennifer Aniston's career. That's obviously where I miss out. You have to actually, you have to push the bully back in their box. Yeah. And it has to be, it has to be that. It has to be a unilateral. It's not pulling in somebody else. I can see trouble down the line with that if she doesn't bring him in as well. Richard the Thatcher has a a potential answer to it. Okay. Uh, He says, just tell the monster-in-law that you make extra money for the stuff you're buying by selling crystal meth online and she'll hopefully stop coming round so much oh uh, says Richard yeah. uh, Barbara and Declan thank you both uh, very much as ever if you do have a problem uh, you can send it in to afternoon at newstalk.com or no matter what the problem is all you really need to do Sing a is song. listen to this song oh no Moncrief weekdays at 2pm with Anna Glaze on News Talk.